Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Hey everyone, just want to tell you that our phenomenal, incredible, unique, world-class Jordan Henderson 10 Years a Red documentary is now available as a podcast. Three episodes. Episode one is going to be available to listen to in your native podcast and app across all good podcasting services for free. That's going to be charting his rise up the ranks at Sunderland, leading up to his move to the Mighty Reds. Episodes two and three covering his rise at the Reds, playing right midfield, fighting against uh, all the odds to become an established Liverpool player. And episode three, yeah, the good stuff, the stuff where he shuffles his legs and lifts loads of silverware. He's absolutely brilliant footballer. The dressing room is a much better place. With people like him and he's a wonderful footballer my captain <laughs> episodes 2 and 3 streaming exclusively on Redmen Plus head over to redmenplus.com if you've checked it out in video form and you want to get it on the go you can get it if you've never experienced it before get the incredible Jordan Henderson Hendo 10 Years of Red documentary in your ears right now Hello everyone, it is the Red Men Podcast, I am Paul Machen, Steehaw, Chris Page at the Dream Team, back in the studio together. Back while. again! It's been back. a while. Okay, that's, it's been a good old... You got off a lot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, um, we're in the studio, the, the season is about to begin proper at the weekend, we're going to look back on last weekend's double game action, uh, we're going to look ahead to this weekend, we're going to be doing our season predictions, because it's YouTube. The season's about to begin. Let's make huge rods for our back and potential memeable, streamable content where we get this hideously wrong, as always. You know, if you're watching this on Twitter, what would you just tell them to do? Is right, I'm coming tonight. You <laughs> You've got a minute. I've got, what? It's time's up. Yeah. It is now that you're fucking... <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. now. See you, Twitter. Enjoy this <laughs> on YouTube. Bye. Um... <laughs> The, um, you would never get into that. You lie. <laughs> you lie. Completely you lie. You lie. Of little faith. <laughs> you Thank liar. You very much. <laughs> um, kickoff question comes from me this week uh, in honour of Steve getting absolutely slaughtered by a gang of weirdos on social media. Um, if you could give Jordan Henderson any rating in a match, Steve, what would it be? Whatever Jordan Henderson paid me to give him. Yeah. Or FSG paid me to I give him. I genuinely or, or love that. Te- what he told me, I have to give him so that he will then speak to us in an interview. Yeah. All of the above. Honestly, <laughs> like, if that was the case, I wouldn't have 
been chasing. I've I have been chasing your attention for a year. <laughs> I give it. I'd love. I'd love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I genuinely. Give me, give me a ten. I have been chasing Jordan Henderson for an interview for the last twelve. For the yeah, at least the last twelve months, and it's not happened. I wish that was the case. But then again, obviously, maybe they're not paying me. Apparently, they're definitely paying you. Yeah. No. Yeah. How rich I look. So. Just to clarify this, because I saw some, I saw you doing the right thing and reacting to this. Was um, did, what did? Oh, I thought we've got the ratings board up there. So you gave him a nine in the charity shield. Yes, and that apparently means that there's some sort of deep-seated, deep-rooted problem with with you and and us. And, and actually, I saw the Anfield rap being chucked into this as well because um, we're all on. I, yeah, apparently, yeah, we've got to be nice to Jordan Anderson and to give him. Like to get access to Liverpool, which is nice, and also a few people accused me of being racist and said that if he was, if he wasn't white, I'd give him a lower rating. Forgetting that <laughs> the two people that I give the highest ratings to in the game aren't white. Yeah, I I don't mind. I think it's funny. I thought I, I took offence to that one, so that's why I answered the critics back. Yeah, and forth, yeah, yeah. I can be accused of being like, oh, pop and that. I can't be accused of being racist. Yeah. So I wasn't having that, yeah. and that's kind of why I answered back in the first place. That's nonsense. I thought Jordan Henderson played well. Other people didn't. It's like, sound. The amount of people who get annoyed at the arbitrary number that we stick on a thing and put it on there, bath blows my <laughs> Chris's mind. face. Chris, who, has, who has hosted the play rating show almost consistently for the last decade. It's mad, isn't it, Chris? And I was like, they were like, oh, you didn't, you didn't, you know, if you went back and watched the game, you might, and you know what, maybe. And I did say, that's recorded 20 minutes after the game and it's instant. And then what we do here, we then record a final word, Joe, a day or two later where people have gone back and you've watched the game again and you've got... And we all thought the same thing, by the way. And just to back up you on this, I was I was listening when you were doing the show. You asked for the percentage of man of the match. You wanted Thiago to be the second you know, man of the match, as it were, for Liverpool. Henderson won the public vote. Yeah, so the Mozart, second man yeah. of the match. Mozart, Mozart, <laughs> Over yeah. what's the put, which was Thiago. So, yeah. so it's not just one person who voted him really high. Actually, like, the vast majority of people thought he was the second best player in yeah, the game. Yeah, he had a really good game. I thought was really, I thought, again, I, he did give the ball away, but and I was like, I, I even said Thiago that. Makes, Thiago gives the ball Hendo away. Hendo gave the ball away, probably a little bit more than I remembered during the ratings, but I thought without the ball, he was phenomenal. And that's why I gave him the, and I, again, it's an arbitrary number. And it was like, well, if, he, if that was a nine, what would you have given him in this game? I was like, oh my, I do not care. Like, let it go. Yeah. It is not that important. I'm a bald guy on the internet. Like, my opinion does not matter that much. Yeah, beans. yeah I know. Well, I, I said, mercifully, Naby Keita didn't play in the game because the, he, he, nobody attracts the, the, it is not possible to give Naby Keita a mark out of 10 on the internet because there is no right answer because if you mark him it, and, and I'm using comes too high then you'll get people say, oh, you, you're blind and you're deluded. And if you mark it too low, everyone says you're racist. Because a navigator is the most divisive footballer in pretty much in the history of, of Liverpool football. Because? For, uh, upcoming up on the rails behind him, by the way, is Curtis Jones. Yeah. He's yeah. got who's another one like that. But, yeah. He, it, Naby's right, because he's inconsistent. Like, I want to think about Naby, and it's, it's, it's like... There'll be days where he's a 10, and then there'll be days where he's a 5. And if you give him a 5, it doesn't mean he was. you think he's crap. It means you think he was crap in that game. I think I give Trent a 5 in 
I think the European Cup final, oh, a big game at the end of tours last season. I think Trent Alexander Arnold's the best right back in the world. He had a bad game. I thought Jordan Henderson played well. Do I? And I've said constantly on this show, it's Malik. In my opinion, Liverpool's best midfield should be Fab, Thiago, Naby. That's what it should be. But Naby hasn't forced Jordan Henderson out, and Jordan Henderson's kept himself Jordan in there. Yeah. Um, and also, let's be let's be very clear on this before because look, I, I I don't like really like giving too much oxygen to, no, I don't, but to I, the but windows I, because it, it it feeds into like the the ego of it all. Like you know, like it makes it legitimise. It all. I can't well, be going racist. No, 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 no. Call call that out. But moreover, Liverpool played a, a, a brilliant game of football against a big rival. They won, and they got to celebrate and lift a big fifty p, and everyone partied and danced the jewel lipper on the pitch. If you're not given slightly inflated marks in a game like that, and they might not be slightly inflated, but the point is, I would be really upset if you were like, well, actually, <laughs> technically, due to the opt data, I'm only giving everyone like a six point five because it's. It's only fuck off. You know what I mean? If someone had a good game and you're feeling good vibes about them, eights, nines, and tens, as far as I'm concerned. It's all about the vibes. Yeah, exactly. Um, right, okay. We're going to talk more about the Charity Shield in a little bit. We have got a prize draw to do before then. If you're a Club Legend subscriber over on Redmen Plus, you have been entered into this month's competition, and it was to win this wondrous piece of Liverpool memorabilia. It is a UEFA Cup final Dortmund 2001 Liverpool shirt signed by none other than Emil Heskey and Jamie Carragher as well. Uh, yes, if you were uh, joined up uh, in the last month or prior to that at any point as a Club Legend subscriber, your name is on the wheel of names, uh, which I'm going to casually find here. Steve just poked his head around. Visual gags, Rames Supreme on YouTube. Um, okay. We're going to do the draw <laughs> right exactly now, like. and then we're going to reveal next month's prize, which is an absolute belter as well. Right, so I'm going to click uh, to... Well, at some point, tell me that before this, Tom. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Chris's arms are about to fall off. <laughs> right, sounds okay. Well, we're going to wait till the laptop turns back on. And fill. Do you want, I'll tell you what, do you want to show the next month's prize while we're, while oh, we're waiting for this to turn back on? <laughs> We had a system, Paul. I know. We had a system. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why has this got like a corkboard interior? Ooh. Because it's posher. Oh, yeah. Cheaper, so you this mean? Is, this it's is posher, is... I would say cheaper. No, no it was posher. It is. It looks well better, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, it so, yeah, that is uh, the know, next month's prize. It is a signed uh, European Cup. 1977 Liverpool home shirt signed by Phil Thompson. Right, okay, so we've got the uh, wheel of names. Um, For we're going to click. Back to, the other, back to the other one. Now. Ready? Ooh. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, Steve Howley is a winner of a human being. He's going to be uh, taking home the Emil Heskey, Jamie Carragher signed Liverpool 2001. Uh, I always like when another Steve H does well. It's like, it's like, <laughs> like a pride thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely good on him. Congratulations. We all get a boost off that. Congratulations yeah. to Steve Howley. Uh, yeah, we'll get that sent out to you as soon as possible. Steve Howley's me with a moustache on. <laughs> 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 yeah, just like a scribbled on fringe. <laughs> Um, yeah, sound boss. Well done, mate. That's great. Um, yeah, if you uh, want to get involved and you want to be entered into these incredible prize draws, then head to redmenplus.com and join as a Club Legend subscriber. Or if you're an existing Club Captain subscriber, upgrade your subscription by going to your account page. And yeah, you'll be in with a chance uh, next month of winning Phil Thompson. Uh, we've got. Just, with, uh, just Phil, Thompson Phil Thompson. Away. Here you go. Here's a Phil Thompson. A chance, I said. <laughs> it's, it's if you owned Phil Thompson, what would you have him doing? 
Apparently, he's going to give him away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to give him away when you because you apparently own him. Well, no, I, I mean, I, I would have him in the studio on the podcast instead of as a prize. That's me, isn't it? It's always me. Third wheel whore. Hendo, 10 Years of Red, a three part podcast series looking back at the amazing career of Liverpool captain Jordan Henderson, featuring the likes of Jurgen Klopp. He's brilliant in small spaces, he's absolutely brilliant footballer. So that's. Yeah, why we play him in such decisive positions like six and other and other things. Steven Gerrard. Look, I think when you when you sign for Liverpool and you come out of your city, i.e. Sunderland at such a young age, you're gonna have your moments and you're gonna have times where you need some support and it's not really working out. So Kenny Dalgleish. For me to present it to Jordan was a was a huge honour for me. To give a special trophy to a special guy that a special football club is. It doesn't get much better, does it? Jamie Carragher. What you noticed right away was sort of the personality, the character of, of the player as well, was pretty good and pretty special. So you knew he'd have half a chance because of that. And Trent Alexander-Arnold. When I first went and trained with him, like he blew me away how good he was technically. And like, I was kind of like, whoa, I didn't realise he could like, play like that or he, he could do that. Hendo, 10 Years of Red. The amazing three-part podcast series, available now on Red Men Plus. Welcome back. Right, let's dive into it. Uh, Community Shield was at the weekend. Liverpool lifted the big 50p. We're all made up with it. Um, I um, just want to talk briefly about Adrian, actually, because he was, Chris, the guy I think that was most likely in everyone's heads to be the reason why Liverpool weren't going to win that pre-match. Yeah, I think most people were being a bit harsh on his performance, to be honest with you. I think they were being harsh on what happened for the goal as well. I think, you know, I've said so many people spoke to, did the final word show yesterday, a lot of blame being put on Adrian's feet, hands, whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I just didn't see it. I just saw that Foden got his foot on the ball at the exact same time that Adrian got his hands there, so... For me, it was like it was just unlucky that it kind of bounced through his his legs and stuff. I think when you think about the team plays, my big concern going into the game was the fact that Liverpool were going to drop off an extra ten yards with Adrian and goal. That didn't happen. Um, I thought we held the line really, really well. You know, even that one where was it Mares who went through on goal and shot from distance where Van Dijk knew he was offside, but he shoots from twenty five yards because Van Dijk's closing him down or twenty yards anyway, and Adrian turns it over the bar anyway. You know he had that one where he gets down with his feet and makes a good save early doors. I just thought it was a solid performance by a number three goalkeeper, and sometimes you can just you can just overanalyze things. Liverpool won the game with our third choice goalkeeper. They had their first choice team out, including goalkeeper. He made a few good saves. And we walk away knowing that Kelleher and Allison are still better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know it's it, it, exactly that. You know, he's a third choice goalie, and I and I agree with the sentiment of if you were looking at if it, it, it seemed likely both teams were going to go strong, and that was the obvious one because he's it's not it's no slight on Adrian. He's the third choice goalie. I agree. I, I thought he played well, and and, and be under but but under this notion of and it goes back to our player ratings thing yesterday because I can see you wincing already. In so much as if you're going to rate players by like by the on the messy scale, you know, like yes, Adrian's not, and even if you, by by Ad, by Allison standards, that wasn't a brilliant goalkeeping performance. But by Adrian's standard, by the expectation, he made some important saves. He didn't fuck about with it, which is his biggest weakness as a, as a Liverpool goalie. Is he dwells on the ball too much? Um, there's times when his kicking was crap. 
because his kicking's not as, as good as the other goalies we've got. And there's times when he just booted it into touch because he, he, you know, because that was the most sensible thing to do. That was as good a third choice goalkeeper performance as you're going to get when you're playing the other best team in the world. Yeah, I, I'd agree with the last pass. I thought he was ro- I thought he was ropey. I think he was. A, it was a typical Adrian performance. He can't kick. He's really good at instinctive saves. And when he has to think about stuff, he's not very good at it. So that that one that he, he, he that's a decision he makes, a reaction say like the Mahrez one or the ones in his feet, their reactions. He's really good at those. You see that when we, when you go to the game in the training beforehand when he's warming up, even as a third choice goalie, his reactions are really good. Yeah. That that's his skill, and that's fine because as a third choice goalie, you know what, just save it, and we'll and all the other stuff we'll work around. We'll work around the fact that you can't kick. And that you know your, your decision making can be slow. And with you, I'm, I was happy with him to boot the house a couple of times if, if that needs must. I don't think he did well on the goal. I I would disagree because I think he goes. I don't think I said did well. No, sorry. You, sorry. <laughs> I don't say okay. blame him. I don't think. Sorry, I don't think he was unlucky. I think his technique was poor. I think there's no. He was trying to scoop that ball into his chest, and I don't think that's ever. You, you never. I don't think any goalie's ever taught that. I say you're taught to dive on it like like it's a bomb. Or like it's like it's a grenade, you just land on it. And I think I, I think that that's what I took the discussion. No, but but, it's, but it's again, it's this point is that he's Liverpool's third choice goalie playing against the best team in the country at the moment, or well, they are the champions, one of the best teams in Europe. Like that's about what you're going to get. You're probably going to get an error, and you're just hoping when when that one error comes, it doesn't cost you. And to be fair, I think the linesman's flag being up didn't help. Because Trent's kind of looking the other way. He's literally looking at the lines, and by the time that ball goes in, I think that's a that's a bit of a lesson to learn. Like just carry on regardless. Mm. But like, I don't think Edison was that great, to be honest. I thought the, the save from Nunez is really good, and he has a couple where he, he comes. Somebody where it hits him in the face. But that's a good save. Yeah. And it, the other ones when it, there's a couple of crosses that he just gets a touch on to stop Luis Diaz scoring. Mm. But like his kicker was rubbish. There was that one pass with down the middle, which was out of this world good. But his, he kept kicking it out as well. Like his, he wasn't great. Yeah. Like, I don't think there was a, a massive difference on the day between the two keepers, but, which is which is credit to yeah. Adrian because, he, like you say, he's fair choice. Exactly. My overriding point on this is that I, I it was pleasing to me because he gets an undue amount of stick yeah. because because we can't let things go and and, re, and recency bias and he and you know he had that run in the, in the title winning season at the start of the season and one of the reasons Liverpool win the league is because Adrian bails us out the shit, comes in out the cold from nowhere, wins us the Super Cup from the penalty. Shootout and then goes on a good, a good solid running goal for us till Allison gets back. And since then, he's had more games where you're like, oh god, than he's had. Like, like people can't let the Atletico come with a game. Exactly, that's yeah, the one yeah. that, that and, 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 the and Chelsea Villa. in the FA Cup as well. Even the Aston Villa, and I get it. Like he is a bit rubbish, but also he's fair choice. Like he's the like we saw Man City's second choice goalie play against us in the FA Cup semi final last year, and he was garbage. Yeah, like Listen, it's hard isn't it, to have a good to have a good second choice. Never mind a good fair choice. Yeah, if there were, look, the biggest talking point, of course, that we need to talk about the game is that um, Erling Haaland is now called Scandy Carroll, which I just think is one of the we greatest said this on the wins of the of the internet. Um, that we saw the bad of footy Twitter when they were giving me all that shit. The good of footy Twitter is some of these that's hilarious. Like it really was. Me and Chris were pissing ourselves. Like, yeah, we we saw it on the instant match reaction. We we just Google, we just put it into Twitter search term and just <laughs> started reading through them all with all the images and stuff, and it was glorious. And it just kept going and going and going. This is. 25 minutes after the full-time whistle, like. Darwin Nunes holding the fish with his head on it and all yeah, that kind of brilliant. stuff. Like, just, just wonderful, wonderful stuff. And, and look, I'd, what I'd say to people is, enjoy it. Enjoy it now. He's going to score a lot of He's goals. He's going to score loads and loads <laughs> and loads of goals because that's the thing about it. It was, it was wonderful. That one, like... 
encapsulated what we needed from the summer because of how it had been built up. And, and Jamie Carragher kind of was, was put that tweet out, didn't he? Which starts off quite funny, but ends a little bit like... It's quite serious of people making compilations, fucking clowns making compilations of really good footballers doing doing things wrong. But that has been the the tiresome back and forth banter of the summer. As a Liverpool fan though, I was I was a bit worried about this whole Haaland versus Nunes thing because I do think Haaland is there's a reason why Haaland's being touted as the, the best player in the world or the joint he's up there with Mbappe as the heirs to the throne of the greatest players on the planet. And people aren't talking about Nunes that because Nunes hasn't got the track record yet to back that up but the way we managed it the way it was great and him missing that thing at the end like I, it, I was in the ground and we were just chatting Nunes' name and, and, he, and he misses and it's just oh, it was just the whole thing was delicious it was everything I needed because it could have gone the opposite and we'd be sat here living in the Darwin Nunes meme era um, Darwin Punes would have been <laughs> <laughs> that's what it would have been wouldn't it like, the thing is though like I, I, you know, we were saying it on the day where we enjoy it while it lasts because it's not going to last forever so we've had stick off other fans we'll give it back sound whatever like you know what I mean he's going to be brilliant we we recognise that but I think now there's and there's now more confidence that our lad's going to be brilliant as well mm-hmm. that's where it comes that for me it's it's irrelevant how he performed it's how our lad performed up against him yeah and you know when when, when it, all the talk pre-match is Haaland 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 and all the talk post-match is Nunes yeah. and that, that's what you need as a Liverpool player when you're new to the club you know it was interesting reading some of um some quotes from Nunes this week about how Salah had helped him settle in and had talking to, yeah. spoken to him and stuff like that because he was finding it difficult. He felt his first touch was off and all that type of stuff. And to see the Liverpool players rally around the new lad, of course that's going to happen. Of course we know it's going to happen with the lads that we've got, but that one of them's talking about it is another. Just It just reaffirms your position of how good these lads are in the squad, how much they want to win and how much they want to succeed as a team. I didn't put it in the agenda, but actually I do want to talk about this. I've been thinking about the most Salah thing and how Mane leaving and him being given that contract you know because there's legitimately a, 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 an argument to have been made over the last two years we've all back and forth like if you'd only could keep one who would it be and the obvious answer was always really going to be Mo Salah of course but it didn't mean there wasn't debate over it but I did think about his, his seniority in the squad and what this does is that effectively says if he, you know he's now got the option to He'll have, he'll have had all of his best years at Liverpool if he sees this contract out and he might yet go deeper and do another one beyond that he could finish his career at Liverpool he's going to be known now as a Liverpool player like for all for all time that's what he's done and being able to be a bit more of that like leadership figure the money thing going because I wonder sometimes whether they've they've done each other's heads in a little bit with both wanting to be the absolute main man, and it's and also we forget sometimes, of course, that Salah's the the newest of that front three. You know, Fabinho was in first, Mane follows, then it's Salah. Now it's like saying, "Here you go," and he gets to be just this a, a, a more influential figure. I think in Liverpool, he gets to fit in like Virgil Van Dijk is. He's the old head, and he's still the best player in the in in the team. I just like, I, I, I got me thinking that I, so, I, I like that as an attitude. I saw Nunez's post match interview. Obviously, the translator, and he's, he basically says, you know, I was in training and it wasn't going well for me. And then I had a chat with Mo Salah, and then it got me thinking, like, Darwin has grew up. What, like, Mo Salah must be an idol of his. Mm-hmm. We forget that, like, he's, only, he's, he's he's that young, and Mo Salah's been here for that long now, and, and it's been one of the best players in the world since what five years now. Mm-hmm. Like, like you would, Darwin Nunes would have been a teenager watching Mo Salah, and then all of a sudden he's playing with him. 
you're right. He has got that air of seniority. I saw, you know, Mo Salah with the captain's armband on when he tagged Jordan in. There's nothing still as, as a little joke, like you know, I'm the captain now, that kind of thing. He's a senior player now. You're, and I've never thought what you said. That he was the last in, so I wonder how that played. Now he's the main man. He always has been the main man, but he, now he's the main man of the front three because whoever plays alongside him is, I mean. Firmino aside, but even that's but different. Firmino's such a magnanimous character anyway, isn't he? You know? it, it, it is the most Salah show, and and it should be. Like, last The end of last season was a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a blip. Like that, that isn't the norm of Mo Salah. He was just knackered. We've seen Mo Salah, who's had a month off, sitting on the beach, got a new contract, got loads more money, got his act, died a little bit, and he's come back, and he just looks like the best player in the world again. The, and he was the he best player. the ball right-footed. Yeah, he, <laughs> and we won a pet off it. I mean, that's just class. Yeah. That's just, that, that never happens. Yeah. Like, it, do, it just doesn't ever happen, does it? And, and this is the, that's the type of performance that we needed to see from Mo Salah. And from a seniority point of view, he's been the main man since he walked through the draw and banged this first 40 goal season. Yeah. And that's not for, up for debate. Like, But in terms of how the group interacts, that's different. You know, Jordan Henderson's in and out of the side, but he's still the captain. You know, when Sammy when Sammy Ippy was at the football club, but not always in the side, he was the captain, you know what I mean? So you can leadership is different to being the main man on the team, and now Mo gets to be everything that he wants. He was the best player on the pitch by a mile on it. Well, I say Thiago was called classy, but he's the best player on the pitch on a pitch full of world-class players. Yeah. And Mo Salah was the best because he that's his level. His level is... One of the best players in, on the planet, Virgil's in that mix as well. But like that's the that's the standard of footy player we've got, and it was a nice little reminder of yeah, it didn't go well last season, and, and there has been a little bit of you know before the contract there was a little bit of oh, if we just sell Mo Salah, we'll replace like you don't replace that. Yeah, and let's not forget that he gave Darwin Nunes that first penalty. Yeah, like yeah. you know earlier on in the pre-season yeah. to get him up and running yeah. in the absolute first yeah, did, place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder whether there's a little bit of Salah this season. And he, you know, I I agree. He, he, last summer he has a summer off, and he and he comes back the best player on the planet, and he, and the legs fall off because this of summer that. he has a winter off. Yeah, exactly. This He's summer going, he doesn't have a winter. Yeah, off. in this Australia winter, he has a winter <laughs> off. Summer he has a winter <laughs> off. In Australia he does. Um, the, summer, He's summer, got a summer yeah. off and a and a winter break as well. It, and barring unforeseen circumstances, you're going to get a full season being the best player on the planet. I wonder, and it's it's not a big enough sample range to determine this yet, but just from those early actions, whether we might see this as a season where, I mean, Salah already finished the top, with the top assist last season, whether he, you see like a, it could be a 20-goal, 20-assist Salah season instead of like a 30-goal, 10-assist kind of thing. See, I think it's, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to score like, a lot of Premier League goals, but, like, but, my, but and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I mean is, it, and you're probably right. It could be a forty goal on a thirty, <laughs> twenty goal assist. But more that thing. Have you seen it now? Where he, you, you've the dynamic of Liverpool changing, where he doesn't need to be. Someone's going to come in to take that pressure off. Is going to win the game for Liverpool. He just might get to stop out a bit by actually just going. Go on, well, I can run thirty more yards flat out or I can just pass it to this lad and he's going to score and I'm still going to look amazing because nobody ever got upset with Lionel Messi for getting loads of assists as well. Nobody thought he was a lesser player for adding assists. You know, people hold Thierry Henry seasons up against Salah seasons and, and all that because he got loads of assists as well as loads of goals. Interesting to see anyway. I'll go back to Nunes very, very quickly. What I found interesting was how many times he was one-on-one -on -one with their goalie or he was standing right in front of their goalie. We, we rarely get that. We usually get that from the wide. So if someone goes one-on-one -on -one for Liverpool, it's usually Mane or Salah, or it was. 
I really remember Bobby Firmino being one on one with any goalies or, or Jota. Nunes, because yeah. he because he where he plays on the shoulder. It was funny that one where Henderson just gave it to him. It was like it had the red sea had opened. It was just like. Oh my god! This well, he tackled the defender. Yeah. That's why. There's a striker. The defender was out of position. There's a striker. I'm just going to pass to him and let him go and score. I, like we don't, I, we don't see that. I much. think there's two ways to use Nunes, and I and I think when you're playing low block, defend for the live teams. You're playing for the first sixty, and you use him as a battering ram. And then you bring on your tricky, little, skillful, tight spaces when they're tired. But when you're playing good teams, like we saw against City, you play your tricky, skillful players, you run the defence ragged, and then you bring the batter and ram on the end who's just going to charge down the middle with all his pace and power. Um, the fact that he can do it against Man City, if you can do it against City, you can do, you, you're going to be able to do it against anyone, aren't you? Um, Chris, it mattered. Um, no matter what anyone will tell you, you know we, we, we've been joking, we'll still call it the big 50p because that's what it is. It's not a major honour. Even when you lifted the thing up and nearly hit the flap and nearly hit him on the edge. It's, 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 it's just bad. It's literally just an enlarged thing from a from a kids football team. It's, some, it's, a, it's got it's the a, same yeah, frame on it and yeah. everything. Like it's like there's no need. What the for that, like, send you know it home with for being good? Yeah, I, I, I've got them on school pitches from Rudston <laughs> in the in the eighties. Yeah. That, that stupid flap, like it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's a pathetically big trophy, yeah. and that's the only way to describe it. Yeah, I like the fact that when we win it, we're like, "Well, it's a super cup, isn't it?" Basically, <laughs> really, fifty p. Um, the flap needs to go. You have to I lift it like a agree. fucking fence panel. Yeah. It's just it's like, you know, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> it's, a two, it's a two man job, isn't it? Really, yeah. shouldn't you? Costa Shivakash getting a photo of holding it like, like a shield. shield. What a guy! Like, we didn't see be. that on the telly because the telly was the other view, so I didn't see that until the photos came That's out. That's what it should have. It should be like Captain America's shield. It should have like two straps yeah, on the back so you can you put go, your arm sorted. through, and then you hold it up like that. I would, I'd get rid of the flap. Put the strap. That's what we did. <laughs> Story of your life. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. It was. It, it mattered, and, and you know, obviously, people always try to play it down. And we absolutely would be here if Liverpool had lost. That going, ah, who gives a shit? It's a, it's a, it's a glorified 100%. friendly. Hundred percent. But you know, we're not. Try to, so but like, can't. but like, but just just to play this down, like from Man, Man City trying to play it down, like Bernardo Silva. Five minutes after the ball went in the back of the net, and the VAR decision happened ran the fastest he possibly could and gave it the absolute bifters to their fans, like double fist pumps, going nuts for it. Pep Guardiola robbed Alvarez of his moments of celebrating his first ever goal because he was filling his head with like fucking mad little hand gestures and stuff. And uh, their fans were getting up, got celebrated like fuck. They got they, they went mad when for they it. when they won it against us the other year. They 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 ran like crazy, yeah. didn't they? When they won it. Uh, was it that year actually? They literally called it the quadruple. Yeah, they called it formidable. Formidable. You know what I mean? So like you're adding it in. We added our stuff in. We were champions of everything across different seasons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so what? That's just what you do as a football fan because we were still it, reigning champions of all those well, things. You shoot it down and we lift it up, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I'd, I'd much rather have won the game. I'd much rather have done it in the fashion that we did, and I'd much rather have, have watched all the Man City fans go oh sad. Matter to the players, Paul. Yeah, that's that's the key. Fabinho came out and said we beat the best team in England. Yeah. Manchester City players. Trying to get Virgil van Dijk booked when he kicks the ball away. They don't do that if it's a friendly because they're not asked. Like yeah. it, it, it mattered to the players. I adore the fact that they didn't claim their medals because, and there'll be loads of people out there that go, "Oh yeah, sign of real winners." That nah, sign of fucking bad losers. If you ask me, like you, and it's a very eighties. Like I'm sure Graham Shears, well, well, runners up medals. It's only the winners' medals that count. And this is what I love. Like as uh, to my mem, I don't, I, I, I'm saying this, and I, I think I said this on one of the post match shows. Someone might be able to put me right on this. 
I don't think Jurgen Klopp would allow us to not claim our medals because I think his attitude would be you only get so many opportunities in your football career to be in a position where you can be given a medal, whether it's a winner or a loser's one. So go and get it because you've actually earned the right to, to claim well, that medal. Maybe us, he made Liverpool watch them lift a the trophy up. Yeah, and they did this, and City did the same. City stood there and yeah. watched, watched but that, but Liverpool like, lift But it. they had the medals on when they done it. Or Liverpool did get the medals that day. So yeah, I, I didn't like it. I thought it was petulant. Like, we'll get it in the dressing room. Like, can I give you my honest opinion? I don't give a shit. Yeah. As long as it's not Liverpool doing it. Yeah. I, what another team does is irrelevant. Yeah, is yeah. irrelevant to me. I want to see Liverpool go and collect their medals, and I want to see them take them off yeah. and be disappointed. Yeah, it's but, relevant to me because be I magnanimous think, in defeat. Exactly because but because City's psychology is important to me. You know about what they're doing and how they're doing things, and I just it's just one of those mad little moments where they've made the decision there. And I think if you have to make a decision, it shows that it matters to you more yeah. than you. You're trying to in trying to show that it doesn't matter. You're showing how much it, it yeah, does matter. Yeah, because you go and get your winner's medal. So you're pissed off that you didn't get a winner's medal. Yeah. And you know, and that fellow was probably on an hourly rate, so he probably got half the wages. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, right, in a cost of living crisis, Paul, that's really, really yeah, shitty. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I was thinking, with City, I always find, like, and I might, be, I might be reading this completely wrong, I always feel that like... Ian Rush, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he's not sure a few quick summer be there he yeah, come all the way didn't even get a hug off all his yeah. own players like, yeah, yeah. because right. they didn't know who he was yeah true <laughs> no idea he's should have got Sean Gilton he's the last he's the last proper City legend I was thinking I always feel about City like they, they are mentally a little bit fragile um like I always feel like they, and again I'm, being, I'm not a City fan I'm not a player so I might be wrong I always feel like they always think the attention's on someone else and not them, and they're like, "Well, give us the attention," and no one's really asked. But when we give them the attention, they go, "Don't look at our finances." Don't look at that kind of attention. It's like, it's, oh, it's, me. Like, it's, like, it's like, it's like, a, like putting a claim into HMRC, and then you come back and want to do a full order. You're like, yeah, I didn't want to see that bit. I'm claiming on this bit. Don't worry about that bit over there. But yeah, I, I, I do think that like, didn't um, Simon Brunders call him like, like. He, Disparaging, I mean, they call them weak, like mentally fragile. Like, and I, I do get the sense of that, like, they're winners, and I don't mean mentally fragile on the pitch because they, they respond to adversity sometimes quite well. Yeah. I mean, when it's like if it isn't all heaping praise on them, or if someone else does well, like Bernardo Silva not clapping the guard of honor, that's just a prick move. Yeah. And it was a while ago now, and I'd be fuming if a Liverpool player did that because like, being magnanimous, magnanimous in defeat, like, they beat you. Well done, news. That's what it should be. I sometimes get a sense like that they don't like it up them for like a better phrase. Like the they're not the, the not one for me. I said this to, to Chloe during the game. I enjoy nothing more than seeing little Kev the Red, Kev De Bruyne's slumped shoulders when it's not going his way, and he just gets dead petulant. And you can see, and you can imagine because obviously you're quite a distance away, and we're we're quite noisy, um, so you can't really hear what he's saying. But his squeaky little miserable voice. Kicking off when people aren't isn't going his way. Ah, oh, I love it, and that's the perfect example of that. Like we've seen Pep lose his head all the time and things. Kev De Bruyne, when the game's not going his way, his head. Goes but they, that, and, and this is the thing with 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 them in general, and it's kind of always been the same with Guardiola sides. They think that they can walk over opposition, and they don't like it when they don't mm. because they're affronted by different styles of football to their own, and never uh, appreciate and respect that other ways can win. 
in in one-off games of football. Like they're the best coach side in world football, Manchester City. I have no doubt. We've got better players, but their system and their manager make them a better team over the course of a season. Four times out of the last five, yeah. that's the, the the God's honest truth. But I think that annoys the players yeah. as well. I think that's what does their head in because everyone talks about Trent Alexander-Arnold being the best right back, Andy Robertson being the left ba- best left back, Virgil Van Dijk being the best. Left back. And this is no slight on Jurgen Klopp and not because he's built these players it. up to be the best. Yeah. But I just think that City's system takes the credit and Guardiola takes the credit and that pisses them lads off because they're incredible footballers in their own right. Um, but they are lifted up by their manager and they don't feel the praise. It's all Guardiola's this, Guardiola's the best manager ever. But Guardiola can do it with any player and he can make you better. And, and as a player, that must be fucking frustrating yeah. because you like, I am I am one of the best players in the world football and yet you all talk about them all yeah. the time. And, and everyone loves t- them because and they're really nice people and yeah. Stuff as well. Yeah, it's true. And then you turn up at the end of the season to celebrate your wins, and no one, no one else does. Yeah, you know, and you're looking at all these other things, and you know, to the point they win the Premier League, and Liverpool get, you know, what ten times the turnout for the, for the two domestic trophies and that kind of stuff. You we got a hundred thousand for every handle. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, you look, you look at Roma, Roma, like more people turned out to to greet Paolo Dybala signing than turned up to celebrate Man City winning. Uh, the league, the league title. You know what I mean? They're the kind of things, and you're right. Yeah, it's a bit of a mess, and I love it. Um, the Sunday game is a bit anticlimactic. Um, Just I, a touch. I, yeah, I mean, when that team come out, there was a, a bit of a moment of like, what, what have we all come here for? I thought it was a bit. We were joking. Uh, a few of us were saying like. I'm sure it was marketed on like with like Nunes as the face of it when it was being marketed. Thiago was the tweet, wasn't he? It was. I I feel sorry for them because Kurt Jones was meant to play and he's in that booth thing. Naby wasn't well. Jota's injured. Kelleher's injured. Ox is injured. Ox is out injured. So it would have been it would have been more of a reserve squad than a kids squad. Liverpool can't plan that. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
can't just turn up for a friendly. Yeah. This was in the books a long time ago. The plan would have been to give 11 plus a couple of subs the game on, on the Saturday and then everyone else who didn't play on the Sunday. I wonder if it's the reason why Elliot and Carvalho, because like, Elliot gets a, a decent amount of minutes. Well, Miller plays 90, doesn't he, as well? Yeah. I think I think he wanted everyone to have 90 minutes in their legs. Yeah. Um, but like I say, it would have been Jones and Abbey in midfield. Miller might have gotten done a job at left back or, or whatever, you know what I mean? And... That's that's where it went wrong. Well, you're right. Shimikash would have Shimikash probably started. He was injured as well. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. So, so theoretically, it would have been Kelleher, Costas, Gomez, Canate. Then you look at it either Milner at right back or maybe Calvin Ramsey. Ramsey. Or you know, could have been could have been at right back for that one. Then, yeah. I mean, like Fabinho played the Osasuna game last season because he was just coming back. He was a late return, but it could have been. It would have been probably would have been Bajetic again in that with or Milner. Or Milner with potentially one of two two from Jones and Nabby Jones, Ox. Nabby Ox in there. Jotter Jota up front, Harvey and Carvalho either side. Which okay. is league, yeah. we'll, we'll probably pick that team in the league. Okay, well, there we go. I'll make me peace with that then. That's what um, it was. I, I just, that, the injuries and the fitness issues just threw it into a bit of disarray. And, but, and then it's a bad, bad time to get there. Our senior players, over the, obviously we've got two centre-halves and Milner, and then Harvey Elliott is a senior player in the team. Fabio Carvalho, who's just turned up as a kid, is now a senior member of the team. It was just that, yeah, it was. And it, what it, it, was a, it was a kids team for against a good outfit, and that's why... Went, well, as I was told whilst being sung at and then eventually carried away by them, the Strasbourg fans informed me that it was, um, it was there, that was there. Team basically that, that they played, you know, it wasn't like a, that a reserve 50 side people or. had a very good time, they, they had, really enjoyed they, they outsung the them. entirety of Anfield for the vast majority of the game. Fair, fair, fair play to them. Um, just one note as well that there was the club invited uh, people who took children with them to the Paris Champions League final to, to come along as guests of the club, and they all got like a, a, a goodie bag of, of stuff. Jamie think, Webster, Jamie, yeah, you got a Jamie, Jamie Concert. Webster uh, concerts and all that kind of stuff, which I just thought was a lovely, was a lovely touch because the scars are that are gonna you know a run deep I, I I still felt I felt really uncomfortable going to the Man United game but it was different because you, you're abroad and it, I was you know it was uh, impressed going the community shield I did feel I felt really uncomfortable going back into a football ground again and just being in, in amongst the crowds in the concourse and stuff and then I'm a nearly 40 year old man been going been going footy for a long time I, I think that's an important thing that Liverpool have done there you know hopefully that memory <clears throat> for those kids is almost overwrites, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like overwrites, you know, or, or patches up the memory of the of the Champions League final a little yeah, bit. It's a brilliant thing. What, 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 even just you know the kids go free and all that type of stuff. I mean, you know, me and the wife took the two kids. It was fifty four quid, which is basically the price of a ticket for the four of us to go to a game of footy. Yeah. Like, and and they won't remember who plays. They'll remember going to Anfield. I remember going to Anfield for the Is first time. Is that because time. you didn't know the players were and you couldn't? Well, no, I'd, I'll tell the story actually because I've told you both, and I, I have done it on the final way, but it's brilliant nonetheless. So we're there, and they obviously know the the numbers of the players, like your Jotters and Firminos and Van Dykes. You've got the numbers in the songs. Um, now Lyra's five and Robin's eight, uh, and and Robin's been to three games. Lyra's if it was her first game in Anfield, so it was wicked. And and but they do your head in at the same time. It's fantastic because I'll remember the photographs uh, and not this story and everything that goes around it of being a dad at the match with two little ones um, so they're there and, and she's talking and, and she's going who's that number 88 I'm changing who's that uh, my buyer who's that da, 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 da. who's that black one in the middle daddy uh, oh my goodness Virek and I look at Kat and my wife and she <laughs> can you just 
explain. The one with the whistle. Oh, it's the ref. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking ref. <laughs> oh my god, Lara. Jesus. Don't do that to me again. Like, you know what I mean? Chris Page. I caught him in race. Honestly, mate, honestly, I was just like, and thank, like, cause, uh, uh, in the, I realised that they don't wear black in the, um, in the Premier in the Premier League, is it blue they wear on, on the top or something? Like, so I'd not really noticed the referee anyway, plus it's a friendly, so you don't. And then there was another line, I don't think I've, I've told you this one, that she said, she's like, I hate the ball, daddy. What? I hate the ball. Just rolling around everywhere, isn't it? <laughs> 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 but yeah, the lazy thing doesn't yeah. even move under its own locomotion. But then, then she elaborates and keeps going in our net. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. naughty ball, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, no, it's true. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was, a, it was a, a bit of a shame. I did feel a bit sorry in that in that regard because it would have been nice to have a couple more headline names just for the experience of it all. And of course, it then dampened the chances of Liverpool being able to to win. I thought they actually. I, they were largely the, it sounds stupid to say in a game they lost 3-0 but they were actually largely the better team I thought except that in those decisive moments the big mistakes were followed by good play by Strasbourg as yeah. well they were absolutely punished which is what happens when you get play men's v boys you can you can be great between the penalty areas but if you're not great in either penalty area you ain't going to win the game There's all three goals were pretty shoddy weren't they yeah. was well it was just like Harvey Davies his all round play was, was sound but it just comes a time when there's just senior Good quality footballers kicking it dead hard into the court, into the court. You know what I mean? Like, and he, yeah. So it, it was, it was what it was. Um, Fabio and Harvey, just briefly, I, I just think are going to be absolute stars. I thought it was Harvey Elliott again. It, I, I spoke to John Bradley about this in the on the fan cam about it reminding me of him at Villa Park in the in the League Cup, Chris, where that last fifteen minutes, the one I missed. The, what? the last 15 minutes that I missed. Oh, right. Because I took two kids to the match. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, he, he's, he's g the crowd up and he's, he, he's, he's asking for the ball constantly. He, he's, he, he doesn't want to lose three. I saw him g the crowd up when he's going to the for, for a corner and stuff like that, isn't he? It, he, uh, you know, we, we talk about the scouser in our team for Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think Harvey Elliott actually epitomises that song more without actually being a scouser because he feels... And acts, I believe, like a fan does. Yeah. I think Trent's cool. He's a cool customer. He loves the club. He loves the players. He loves the fans. Harvey Elliott can't keep it under control. It bubbles it's out. Flares up a it fan bubbles out all the time. And and some people are like that. And so that for me, like it's a really good connection for a people who aren't from Liverpool and love Liverpool Football Club, but also b from people who are at Liverpool and see how much it means to yeah. people. He's, I think he's fantastic. He's a wonderful person. And, and I know he had like that. And dragging it back up again but he had that unfortunate moment when he just signed and there was like an Instagram video of him saying something a bit a bit naughty or whatever but he's a kid but I see him and it's 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 so unprompted some of the stuff he does because I think you, I find you can tell when people are putting it on I think broadly speaking um you can see through people like that I think a lot of the time it's the stuff that he does and you, you don't know he doesn't do it for the cameras you watch him so there was a couple of moments in that game there's one where Frauendorf, I think it is, gets his boots stuck in the, the advertising hall yeah. behind And he's trying to take cop. a quick corner. And he's about to take a quick corner, and he thinks he's hurt, or he thinks he's... So he, he's back to, over. he goes straight back over. He comes out and he goes, right, kind of cool. His first instinct is, check me, mate, all right. That's the, that's the first thing. One of their lads goes down with cramp, and he's immediately on him. Just doesn't, like, not make a big deal of it. Just goes over him just, and, and just helps him. You know, he's going over and giving a shirt out to, to fans at the end. 
Charity Shields, he um, the, the kid runs the kid runs on the pitch and like gets grabbed oh, by yeah, security and he carries him back in and he? he gets him, picks him up and takes him back over to his takes him back over to his dad. And and again, if you're a super cynic, you might go, Well, it's all for it. I genuinely like I've I've seen him. He's always the one when there's there's mixed zones and there's professional footballers oh, can't be asked. He'll go and he'll give all the time, you know, all the time to people. I think he's, a, I think he's a great, he's, he's a great player. He's a great player. He's a good. Egg. He's an inspirational. I think he's an inspirational young man as well. Um, and just we obviously we, we want to crack on, but I thought, yeah, Fabio Carvalho for a lad who's just come in. I've seen him now play left of the midfield three. I've seen him play on the left, and I've seen him play as the false nine. And I, like, I made the point with Neil Jones on Genoa Insight last week. I think we've signed him as our Foden. Not that he's going to be the same type of player as Phil Foden necessarily, but a kind of, he's a very he feels like a very Manchester City signing. Uh, Jack of all trades. Exactly. Yeah. You can see him coming in, and he gives you he, he can give you so much tactical flexibility potentially in the next this season, seasons after, and so on and so forth. Yep. Very very good player indeed. Uh, right, we're going to take a short break again. Uh, we're going to be doing season predictions when we return. We'll see you all in a sec. Hey guys, the new season is upon us and over on redmenplus.com we've got you covered in every single way. We've got the final word show. We've got Jano Inside with Neil Jones. We've got opposition previews. We've got the stat show with Chris Prajak. We've got the club legend show and tons, tons more. All of this content is available in video and podcast forms. So if you want even more amazing Liverpool content in your lives, head on over to redmenplus.com and sign up from as little as £5 a month. I promise you won't regret it. The content's amazing. You're going to have a ball. So go head on over to redmenplus.com and sign up now. Wonderful stuff. Um, yeah, get involved. Uh, if you haven't already checked out Redmen Plus, we've got so much stuff coming up. Um, there's a couple of massive, massive interviews that we have been promised in the next week or two. I don't want to reveal them, but yeah, um, very much stay tuned on all that stuff. And there's, there's brilliant stuff each and every week as we kick off into the new season. It's Jordan well. Anderson, because I give him a nine. It's a <laughs> <laughs> drink, because you give him a seven. He's the light with a seven. We had some comments uh, and stuff uh, in the first half of the show, which we haven't gone through yet, but uh, Karim El Amadi, who's been a member for 13 months, is a cult hero here on YouTube, says, hello, Redmen. Why NWA. Hello, Karim. Good to see slash hear from you. Um, Halkal Iskander has joined as a first team member as well. That's brilliant. Um, Imi Imran Adam has messaged us as well with a £20 uh, super, wow, I think you, that super sticker. Anyway, super chat regardless. He says, hey guys, just want to say I missed the City game because I was representing the Reds in the ring in the first ever cerebral palsy wheelchair boxing fight as Imi the Cop King Adam. Oh yes, Good that's a name. Yes, Got to walk out to YNWA as well. Well, that is absolutely quality. sensational, mate. Brilliant. If you knock that guy out. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Um, and Leon Geary uh, with five euros says, uh, love this podcast every week. Uh, keep up the good work, fellas. Uh, people don't have a clue writing us off a game with their season predictions. Clowns. Yeah, good. I, I, fine. I'm just, yeah, just let people let people do it. People are just weird. I, I think a lot of this comes from, so I just did, I did a, the, the last fan standing show yesterday and we were doing our top 10 predictions and I had to say, because he was saying, well, why are you putting, why have you put West Ham so low and why have you done this? I said, ultimately because I don't really care about any of the teams <laughs> who are going to finish below, below second. Pretty much like below third, certainly. Like, um, 
And so, and I've got a couple of narratives where I do care, so I've kind of put them to the forefront. But that's the thing, is you find that these people doing, doing their season predictions, they are so, they, they try to be pundits and, oh, we've, I know football because I play football. They're all biased to one football club or another to some extent, maybe one or two or, or more. So, and that's why you end up with Liverpool finishing lower down because like Tottenham fans are all made up with being Tottenham Hotspur for some reason for the moment. So they're going to get excited and get ahead of themselves. City fans are going to do exactly the same and then it happens all over the place. So, and, and also people don't want Liverpool to be successful if some of them have got a big bias against us because of the whole they love a club and, and all that kind of shit. It's like why Gary Neville... I'm, I'm doing the overlap as well. I'm fascinated to see what he's going to be coming up with if he's going to find a way to play Liverpool down. So Mane was a big Mane's a big loss. Yeah, it'll be it'll be guaranteed. And like something's not right. Something doesn't smell right at Liverpool right now. It's like yeah, I mean, yeah, that's your yeah. arsehole being too close to your nose, mate. <laughs> it's like files <laughs> off it, mate. Just so but it's but it's you know you, you do that, you get lost in it. Sometimes you're so focused on your own things, so let them continue to get it wrong. Liverpool are probably going to be absolutely brilliant this season. Uh, but let's do all the things that I've just said uh, and let's get ourselves in trouble by saying other clubs are going to be shitter than, than whatever. Uh, first and foremost, Liverpool need a fast, strong start in August, don't they, Stig? that This first month, it's not going to be defining because there's lots of twists and turns to come, of course, but if, you, if Liverpool can come out of August with maximum points, it wouldn't shock me if they were already cleared at the top of the league. Yeah, and I think the fixtures have been relatively kind. So these are the ones that you need to go and win. Almost your banker fixtures, you know, obviously United's going to be a, a different kettle of fish, but, but regardless, we're still better than them. Yeah, uh, the, the thing is, Paul, like, you say they need a fast August, then they need a fast September, October. Oh, yeah. And then a, so the, the pace is just relentless. It's it's non-stop now. It's, it's, a hundred, it's, it's a marathon run at the pace of 100 metres. Like, it's just, it's relentless. Yeah. It is just relentless. So City will be thinking the exact same. They'll be thinking, like, you know, we is got it a, relentless? We got an eight point. They had, well, they had fourteen points on us, didn't they? But it was eight, technically eight, yeah. and even that wasn't enough. Like, there's no, there's no gap I'm comfortable with until it's like January and it's like it's in I don't know twenty or something. Like, even if we were twelve points ahead of them in January, I wouldn't be thinking it's game over. I think they're being conditioned to win the Champions League this season. Because I and, and it, Harland suggests that might be the case because of how they've approached. I think Liverpool have conditioned themselves in pre-season to be able to go flat out for the first half of the season and see where they lie, and then trust that they can fix any you know anything in in the in the winter break if needs be. I think Man City are trying to pace themselves so they've got something left in the tank come the end of the season. Because they ran out last season, in, yeah, the Europe done them in. Yeah, it, yeah, it makes sense. And they are, they are, I said this, their quality will get them through the start of the season. They might not be as good. I, I'm with you. I think they're trying to finish stronger. Like last season, they 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 raced out to the lead, and after we had that little blip, and again before I know it, it was that fourteen whatever it was points. We spent the first half of the season trying to get Virgil Van Dijk and Joel Matip back up to speed, and 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 all the things that came with that, you know, that getting the high line back working and all that kind of thing. Whereas City didn't have to worry about that in in the same way. And by the time we got ourselves right, and obviously with. Covid and all that kind of stuff it, kicking us in the balls at the, at the at the very wrong times of the season. <clears throat> Going to be very interesting, right? We'll come. Thing to is, like, sorry, mate. Yeah. Liverpool have proven that they can chase and lead. Man City haven't proven they can chase. Yeah. For me, and that's 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 where the mentality comes in that you were talking about yeah. in the earlier part of the show. If Liverpool get a lead on City, I think early doors. I think we walk the league this season, and that's what I'm hoping for. Obviously, um, but I'm thinking a ten point ten point plus win 
for the league by Liverpool. I agree. I do. I agree with that too. But um, yeah, we'll come uh, we'll come on to that later on. Um, top seven predictions. Then, do we think Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa can make the leap into European places this season? No, I think there's too many good teams above them. Um, I don't think that good. To be honest with you, I thought they were pretty average when we saw them. They're, they're a decentish side, but they're a mid-table side. Uh, again, there's a lot of there's transfers to be done and stuff, but no, I don't see. I think there's a. I think well, I can name a few that I think are above them. Go on. Well, in order of Liverpool, City, Tottenham, Chelsea, United, West Ham are definitely they're all definites. I wouldn't be shocked at Newcastle. I wouldn't. I think. Uh, so you think Newcastle? I mean, Newcastle finished 11th last season, Villa finished 14th. So. I think Newcastle, yeah. But there's four points between the two Yeah, I think Newcastle teams. better than them. I thought, yeah, I, thought, I liked how Newcastle ended the season. Um, I don't know what Leicester are, to be honest. They're just an enigma. They're the big question. My, my sneaky feeling is Leicester are done. They might yeah. be a bit. They might be. Because there's talk of the goalies leaving. And yeah, there's a. Is Madison gone yet? Newcastle trying to get him. Um, That's 50 million. Potentially, yeah. Um, Fafana's linked with Chelsea. Thielman's. Who knows with us? So yeah, the less the, they're the ones. But I, I would put. I, I, I'm not sure Villa are like better than Brighton. I think they're like around that level. Yeah. Uh, anywhere between eighth and twelfth for Villa. For and and to take, it's a coin flip between those places normally in the yeah. league, isn't it? How many? How many cover it last season? Well, eighth and twelfth is is four points between okay, eighth and twelfth. So yeah. fifty-two to down to forty-eight from. Good, um, good, good luck Leicester predicting those Palace. four sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> because, well, yeah, yeah. it's the same every year. Yeah. A, a couple of wins at the back end of the season, you can be thirteenth and go and come, come eighth. Does, it, does the Le- it's like a Leicester, Newcastle, Wolves, Villa, Palace might be better this season? Yeah, they, they're, they're they're in that mix of they'll probably finish anywhere between. Yeah, like eighth, ninth, and fourteenth. Who's okay? Then give me who's who's finishing fifth, sixth, and seventh this season. Europa and Conference League places. Arsenal, Manchester United, yeah. West Ham. I'm not sure about West Ham. I agree with the other two. Um, I think that mm, I, like I, fi- I find it really. Di- I think it's just a really difficult job to do what Moyes has done. I know he did it at Everton and, and was almost best of the rest when it was a top four. Um, but at some point, that steam sort of runs out of the of the engine, and you just can't. It's he he can't get higher than what he got higher than last year. So therefore, he's either going to finish exactly the same or he's going to go lower. And the chances are he goes lower. They they fell foul of me. My unintentional disrespect when I was doing my top 10 because I kind of I was so focused on the narratives of other teams I I ended up almost forgetting about how good West Ham were last season and let's hope they, let's hope they start the season really strong because they got City first game um, but like yeah I, you're right I, I agree with that. I don't see how I don't see that there's a world where he's just they, gonna harden to nothing like and if he does the same the West Ham fans are going to want to have kicked who's, on. Who's catching them? I don't see well, who's that, 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 that's the problem. Maybe Newcastle. Well, in terms of how the league finished, they finished seventh last season. There's a four-point gap down to Leicester, another point down then to Brighton. You've got Wolves, Newcastle, Palace, Brentford, Villa, the teams to finish, you know, blowing. And I think we'd all be realistically saying our aim this season is seventh. You know, a lot of them, maybe not, maybe not Brentford. Have West Ham got European football again? They they'll have Conference League. Um, this this see, that might. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, it could go either yeah, way. Yeah, I know, yeah, no, 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 they did, but it could go either way. They have made some signs and stuff. I think, yeah, no, I, I think a good team. They're probably the favourites to finish there. Yeah, but whether they do or not, for me, is again a coin flip. It's that that I think. I don't know whether you agree. I I think Spurs are going to finish third this season. 
I don't, if it was Chelsea, do Chelsea? Yeah, and that's the, it's the, it's a significant gap still. And well, yeah. when we did the we did the Chelsea chat, didn't we? Was that even the last time I was on the podcast? And I was saying to you, I think Chelsea are it's going under the radar that they're a bit, in a bit of a mess. If Tuchel can keep them together for one season, then they'll stay. And keeping the top four, they might be able to ride this out. But you look at what a shit show Chelsea is at the moment. But they are now, they look like they're getting the signings with other teams wanted, and that's the, that's the Chelsea MO almost. Like, rather than going to get someone who might not be available, they've just sniffed out who is available and just tried to get them. So, Cucurella looks like he's going to Chelsea, Frankie, Frankie De Jong might end up at Chelsea. So, they're still going to have good players, and I think they've got a good manager. I think, but it's, the season starts this weekend, and they haven't bought those players. No, you're right, but then they have, they have got Raheem Sterling and Kurabali, who are both great players. I think it's going to be close. I, I wouldn't bank either on them. I, I think Kulabali play all three positions simultaneously in a back three because <laughs> he's good. Like Aspilicueta and, and Thiago. Um, <laughs> I think those two will finish third and fourth. Mm. I'm just not convinced on the order. I think I think it'll be close. I'd probably give the edge to Tottenham, probably because I think they've got a better manager, but. I think they've. Really, I don't think like. I think the demise of Chelsea has been overplayed a little bit, and I think the like how great Spurs are all of a sudden is a little bit overplayed as well. I think I think they're very very close. They're just doing it in a different way. I just I don't know. It's interesting, it, it, and it, it's impossible to judge Chelsea is the kind of point on this is that they've, got no, like, they've got no structure. They never have above the manager. No, but they have. They've had Granitskaya doing the deal. Oh, doing yeah, the yeah. deal. They've had Petr Cech for, for for years. They've been well. They, their transfer business has been great for years. They've been very good in that, and that has completely evaporated this summer. To your point, they're targeting players who they know are interested in transfer. And as you put it on the in the WhatsApp group, it's like it's like not not having the bottle to try and cop off with the girl until you see she's the kind of girl who would cop off with someone, and then you go you go you go for that. You know, it's that's that's kind of where they're at. Seventeen Osti Hors mo. My question, I guess, Chris, is who's the biggest shit show? Between of the teams that are the finish between third and sort of six last seasons, that's Chelsea, Spurs, Man Arsenal, you, United. Man U, the biggest shit show. Yeah, they, they are. I mean, they, they, their best business is getting rid of dog shit players that they've thought were boss. That's their best business this summer. You know, they've lost Pogba, they've lost Cavani, who was never really terrible for them. To be fair, they've lost one Mata, they've lost Matic. You know, they've still Lingard. Lingard. They've not. They've not sorted out the the, the gaping hole in midfield yet. And it might still happen. Um, it feels like everything that they wanted to do, which was build for the future with um, a director of football and plan for without the manager, has gone out the window as soon as Ten Hag walked through the door and gone, no, I don't like any of your players. I'm just going to buy the Ajax ones if that's okay. Um, which, which is good if he's the right man. It's really, really bad if he's not. Yeah. It's put them back another four years. Yeah. If not, the and that's the problem. They're banking on him being a world class manager, and he and he might be. Christian he, Eriksen's a good signing. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Sound. Where does he play? In Pogba's position, I would suggest. Okay. Right. I think his best position is where Bruno Fernandez plays, who just happens to be their best player. Yeah. And therefore, I don't understand the signing personally. Yeah. Um, a bit depth, maybe. I, I, I think United are very talented. I, I, I would give. I think Ten Hag is a good manager, a good coach. But I'm with you. What they've done is they've done what Man United always do. They've they like they've gone back to the success they had in the past. Came when they had a man who was in charge of everything and was the Messiah. And because that's what's worked ever for. That's what they keep trying to do. And he has got too much power. He's wandered in and he's just if, if he's if he's if he's crap like dog shit crap manager. 
They're knackered. Can I tell you the, the the thing that makes me laugh most, and not in the not in the memey way that everyone's doing this, but like the Lissandro Martinez thing screams. I don't understand the Premier League to me because even if he's the greatest ball playing centre half on planet Earth, you're gonna get you're gonna lose goals from separate from set pieces, and you're gonna and because they're not good enough to dominate football teams yet, because they still got to go through the process, they've got to be a good counter attacking team before they can be a good possession team, and so on and so forth. They're gonna end up losing and drawing a bunch of random games, and they might touch lucky only in so much as. There's far less like dogged teams in the Premier League this season, probably less than there's ever been. So they might they might touch lucky in that regard, and it feels like oversimplification of analysis. But there's a reason why Liverpool by six foot five centre halves, yeah, and there's a and there's a reason why Liverpool and and you know City are so good at defending and and scoring from set pieces, and the same with Chelsea. Now these teams where they, these can be difference makers when you're playing a team that you're rivaling in the league as well. Never mind that the other teams further down the table, it can often be the difference between a Liverpool and a Manchester City game or something, can't it? So and it's going to be a struggle for them. And we've not even mentioned the fucking shit show around Ronaldo, by the I way. I was about to say, I was you know, walking out of the. Uh, the game after being subbed at half time or whatever. I mean, they, they haven't got a striker if he's not there, well, which the, is a big concern for them because well, Marcus Rashford is not a striker. Well, they're bigging up Anthony, Anthony Martial. Martial. You've yeah. missed the return Sorry. of Anthony Martial. I, I know, it's t- I blocked that name a while ago. No, I'm kidding. He's, he's relevant. He doesn't well, score goals. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and that's 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 one of the things. How often does a guy who's who's, who's faded and faded and faded and he goes out on loan? Maybe I, I have no idea actually whether they had a good season at Sevilla or not, but. How often does that work? He's not a kid. He's just senior footballer for them. Does he come back and all of a sudden, oh, now he's good enough to play for Manchester United? He might be, because I've always thought he was a talented talented footballer. But that feels like a lot. That feels like... Remember when we sent... Um, Draco Malfoy out on... Or Lucius Malfoy out on loan. What was his name? The... Um, Voronin, yes. uh, Andrew Voronin, I was on loan, and he had a really good season, like Toulouse or whatever, and then and we went, oh, well, great, brilliant, brilliant. And, and no, he was just as shite as when we loaned him out. It's just that he'd gone and played at a lower level and looked a little bit, looked a little bit better. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think you're right. I think they are quantifiably still in the shit. The fact that like the car, the Frankie de Jong stuff it is fascinating because he, I think they're baffled by him. Because <laughs> he's like they're like the they're like the handsome muscly fella at the bar who just who, who can't get his head around why this girl doesn't want to go home with him. Yeah, exactly. He's gassed on, yeah. off booting the beast, and he doesn't understand why Bell isn't coming over. But like he's like, <laughs> I've got muscles, I can sing, I've got every girl wants me. Why don't you want to come here? Because yeah. <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. No, 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 exactly. And because they're, they're so used to going. Oh, okay, well, well, you don't want to play for us because we're not offering you what you want. How's about this then? <laughs> and they just write, they just write money on a piece of paper, and they go, "Ooh, oh, okay, okay." What are you talking about? And they go, "Loads of money." And they go, Ooh, "Okay, now you're talking my language." And he's gone, "No, because I'm dead good and you're shit." <laughs> and, and and they go, "Well, Barcelona." Go, well, oh, well, we want you to play for half the money. And they're like, "I would rather play for no money." For Barcelona, he just wants his money that he's owed. That's all he wants. He just wants his millions and millions that he's owed by Barcelona. Chelsea are boxing him off. I think to go back to it, I think United finish fifth, Arsenal finish sixth. I think again, I like the Arsenal project, and I think they're going about it the wrong way. Sorry, sorry. I think they're going about it the right way. They're doing what they had to do, but I just don't think they've got enough good players. Yet. I think, <laughs> I think Arsenal. 
because we always talk about this about like the least shit of the of the teams is the one that finishes fourth, and that's what it is for me. I think Spurs have got a boss manager, they've got loads of goals, and they've got a manager who organises the defence. There's no reason why Tottenham won't improve again this season. They'll definitely finish in the top four, and they should finish third because I think they're on the, the way of the. This just so well settled. Chelsea could collapse. And if Chelsea collapse, Arsenal need to be the team ready to capitalise on it. And if they don't do it this season, they'll never do it under Arteta. But they look good. The fans are bad. the fans are on side. He's established. Jesus looks like he's been reborn because he's not being told to the go second coming. The wing. <laughs> 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 yes. Um and they've got Saka's obviously boss and Martinelli's boss and they've got well they've got a couple of issues in midfield the two years and in defence that's where my issue with them is yeah. the goalie's rightfully rubbish so. rightfully so and the centre-halves aren't great no. yeah. they're Arsenal they, they, they can't defend it's fine we'll move on they, they, but they're two years away from being really really good Arsenal they are moving in the right direction uh, but Tottenham are better than them right now with a better manager. I can't make a decision between Chelsea and Tottenham because Chelsea are one of those football clubs like a mushroom that grows in shit. You know what I mean? Chelsea just do well with the chaos around them. They've always done well with changes of managers and all that. It's just part and parcel of being a Chelsea football club. The club that's in the better position is certainly Tottenham. Yeah. Whether that translates to them finishing third or not, I can't decide. But I can decide that Arsenal are the next best, and then for me, Manchester United afterwards. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, you know, but of course, the whole United thing could could actually be like the solid basis. But this is the thing: it's it should never be underestimated. Stability plays a massive part in Premier League seasons, and that's why nobody's gonna nobody's gonna finish ahead of Liverpool. Nobody's gonna finish ahead of both Liverpool and Man City, but m- maybe one of them has a mad disaster. I'm not season. even sure anyone closes the gap. Yeah, to be perfectly honest with you, yeah. if if the most improved side in the top seven for me is Tottenham. Yeah. Whether that's enough to translate into third or or massively closing the gap to City and Liverpool, it's, I think it's uh, you know what right. If you were to say you get to ninety points, the hardest ten points to win are between eighty and ninety. Yeah, you know what I mean because you've just got to be so consistent for so long. I think teams can get into the seventies, no problem. I'm not sure they can get into the eighties yet. Yeah, I think when you look at it, Spurs finished fourth on seventy-one points, twenty-one points behind Liverpool in, in second place. It's just not going to happen, you know. Again, it would take you need to have a perfect season and who you're chasing to absolutely combust. The, the Oli Solskjaer Man United season when they finished second. That's what you yeah. need. That when was the last time somebody else got into the 80s? That's a great question. I don't I honestly don't know the answer. It doesn't happen often, does it? Yeah, you're right. It's, it's a. I think that one and two of in City. I've got no idea the order. It's going to be. It's going to be in April and it's going to be neck and neck and it's going to be. It's going to be the same again. I, just, I can just. We should just fast forward to April, really, and just be there one point behind them, or there one point behind us, and just crack on in that game. But I think Spurs are good. But let's say, what are you, are you expecting to jump twenty points better? It's not going to happen. It's it's not happen. Not they, they, they should be looking to get towards high seventies. And if you get high seventies, they you fit. You know, if you get seventy-eight points in this league, you probably you probably finish there. And then you go, and then you go, and then you, well, and then you go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um. Yeah, no, I think I think that's so. What did Chelsea finish on seventy four? Yeah, I've, I've, and I've Tottenham seventy one. To title, so yeah, you know what? If it was that close, I can see Tottenham overtaking them. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Tottenham are three points better and three and Chelsea are three points worse <laughs> over the uh, from from what I've seen. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I'm gonna go there. Okay, who's getting relegated? Man City, Tottenham, go on. Chelsea, Arsenal, Manchester United, West Ham is the safe bet. I'll go West Ham. Yeah. 
Agreed. Disagreed. I can't pick the top two. I really can't. I, I think we're going to win the, the league this season. I will go Chelsea, Tottenham. I think. Oh, I don't know. You started again. in third, there, haven't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Liverpool, Manchester City. Let's go. Oh, I'm close. I'm gonna say I'm gonna trust Tottenham. I think now I've changed my mind. Tottenham, Chelsea, Man United, Arsenal, West Ham. I I believe more in talent sometimes. I think Man United got better players than Arsenal, and I think they've got a decent manager. I think Man United have they? Yeah. I don't think Arsenal got that many good players. Great players. Okay. I think they've got. Yeah, they've got world class players. Arsenal, yeah. Not one. Party's close, maybe. He's got lots going on in his life, so fucking knows what happened there. Saka. Jesus is good. Like they're good players, but Man United have got like Sancho and Varane. And you know what? Actually, I'd forgotten Jaden Sancho. Fucking existed, Ronaldo. Yeah. Like they got like they got. He top. should be able to get a tune out eventually. Yeah, yeah. I, my 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 feeling is, I I'm gonna if I'm just to put me balls on the line on the predictions. I think Arsenal finish fourth ahead of Chelsea. I think Chelsea will. Oof, I think Chelsea will include. Um, if it was any other club, because Tuchel looks like the kind of guy who won't take it quietly. He's the kind of guy who will who will, who will blow his lid on, on the whole thing, and it's yeah. William Villaboa, is it? Was that his name, Andre oh, yeah, Villaboa? Yeah, no one's ever said the two names without the first name for him, have they? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Like, who's that? What's his first name? Is Villa. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I think it'll be Liverpool, City, Spurs, Arsenal, Chelsea, and which of Chelsea and Man United managed to get their act together in in, in the season? Yeah, fair enough. And then. I add Villa seventh as an absolute wild outside shout because and my my and my logic was your undying love for Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard, <laughs> Steven Gerrard is going to be Liverpool manager down the line, he and eventually he's got to get Villa into European football. It might be a season too soon for it. We might be talking about next season before he does it. But fuck it, why not? Um, okay, I'm not sure he is anymore. I know. What I'm saying, if in that in the in the multiverse, I'm sitting here as Doctor Strange, looking into all possible futures and all the futures where Gerard ends up as Liverpool manager, he has to get some sort of European run with that with that with that with Aston Villa to make it happen. Um, okay, right. So we're going to be doing podcast extra. Um, can I, sorry, can I just very very quickly, if you want more um, prediction stuff around the league on Redman Plus, Chloe and Ross are going to go through everything relegation battles. Basically, pricked in the whole league table. So, and if it's good luck with that, yeah. If you're a legend, uh, get in, get in the Discord now. Maybe type your table at one to twenty. If anyone gets it right, by the way, I'll give you a prize. Yeah, cool. Uh, I the way you phrase, I wasn't going to give you a sound. I don't know what that'll be, and you'll have to remember that I've said this, and you'll have to post it, and, and you'll need proof, like you can't, that, an unedited post on Discord or something. I'll fox you off. If you get all twenty in the right positions, yeah, you, I'll sort it out. Yeah. You, also put it on, put some sort of bet on it as well and you'll get a proper prize. <laughs> 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 Mine's free. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, no, yeah. It's, no, it's no risk. Put a quid on it. No, I'm just, you know what I mean, put 50p no on it and you'll risk, get yeah. a bigger prize than Steve's going to be able to give you. But regardless, um, yeah, podcast extra, we're going to be having a little bit of a chat about the uh, the England winning the Euros, uh, Jürgen Klopp making one of our team members cry and answering some of the more weird and wonderful questions from our club legends and from Twitter as well. So make sure you head over to Redmen Plus, uh, redmenplus.com, get that. In video and in podcast And form. in your throat, apparently. <laughs> Stuck in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, Sam, I uh, hope to see you over there. Other than that, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Build-up show to follow on YouTube as Liverpool count down to the beginning of the Premier League season. Bad, baby. Exciting. Right, see you all soon. ta
Thank you for tuning in. If you want more Redmen TV content in your life, head over to redmenplus.com and sign up now. Uh, you can get access to a whole host of other content, including interviews, documentaries, free and post-match content. As well, if you join as a club legend, you will also get perks such as free merch, discount on merch, tickets to live shows, and much, much more. Head over to Redmen Plus now.